Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to see you all this morning. Uh, if you're joining us on the live stream via YouTube, welcome. Um, just a reminder, if you're watching on uh, 8x8, to keep yourself on mute during the service, um, unless you're taking part in something, um, a reading or, or a prayer. Um, really excited to have um, Dave Thurston with us this morning. As usual, but it's still good to see him. <laughs> and he's got, is that Parky? Sorry, I've got it on the um, tile view so everyone's small, but, uh, <laughs> so I can see you all. Um, so I'm going to um, hand over now to, to Dave, who's going to lead us through our service this morning. Well, good morning and, um, and welcome to everyone. Um, so I thought we'd start with a prayer. Um, so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we gather to serve you and to thank you for all you'd have done in our lives. We thank you for counting us worthy to serve you and know you as the only true God. Accept our thanks and praises in Jesus' name. Today is the day that you have made and we rejoice and are glad. O oh, righteous Father, as we continue this service, Fill us with your unlimited joy and refresh our spirits. Let everyone see your glory and power through us. Amen. So um, we're going to start with the uh, Lord's Prayer. And who's doing the Lord's Prayer? Does anybody know? Ah, Colin's doing the Lord's Prayer. Shall we all pray together? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever amen amen right well um it's now got birthdays um now some of you may realize that uh, my large red car uh became a very small red car um in fact uh, andy suggested it was starsky and hutch um after a car wash um so my large keyboard has become a very small keyboard um, for anybody <laughs> who's any birthdays last week. Any birthdays? Kevin had a birthday. But Did he? I don't know if he's here. Have we got Kevin somewhere? Speak now or forever not be embarrassed. No, no birthdays for last week. Okay then. So. I was, I was up early this morning practicing um, and um, you know I tell you it sounds great on a Bon Tempe anyway um, so um, I'm going to, to share a little bit um, now and um, we're going to have the reading one reading after the, the sermon and one reading during the sermon okay so um, 
let me ask you, have any of you been for a walk in the last few weeks? So I imagine if I'd asked you that question this time last year, there wouldn't be as many nods and thumbs up. But we have been allowed and encouraged to take one form of exercise per day. And many of us are walking, sometimes on our own, sometimes in our household groups. So let me ask you to imagine that you're on one of those walks, but you're not wandering around Birchwood. You're in a forest and dusk is gathering and you're picking your way along perhaps a dirt track. You're not enjoying this walk. Not only is it getting dark, but you are devastated. A close relation, let's say your nephew, has died of COVID-19, a horrible, suffocating death. What is worse is you couldn't be with him when it happened. In the middle of all this, someone joins you on that path and says, why is McDonald's closed? Why are there new loo rolls, flour, eggs, disinfectant in the shops? What would you say? Would you snap slightly at this traveller? Which planet have you been on for the past six weeks? It's COVID-19, the invisible killer. And it's just killed my nephew. And with it, my hopes for the future. You see, like Dave last week, I've welcomed the discipline of the lectionary, a set of readings that change from week to week over a three-year cycle. I wouldn't have chosen this reading from Luke if it hadn't been on the list. So, Rona, can you bring us the reading from Luke? Yes, the reading is Luke 24, verse Verses 13 to 38, on the road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus. It was about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognising him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these few days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, he replied. He was a prophet powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day 
since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said. But they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things, and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures, concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread and gave thanks, and he broke it, and he began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognised him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road, and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those who were with them, all assembled together, and saying, It is true! The Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. And then the two told what had happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognised by them when he brought the bread. Thank you. The road to Emmaus is one of those passages that as a young Christian, I really struggled with. And even as I've grown in faith, it still floored me. How could a disciple of Jesus not recognise Jesus? That I thought was like having checkpoints on the M6 and police breaking up gatherings of more than two people. But here we are, having lived and continuing to live that reality. So it was as I shambled along with one dog or another that I really began to get an insight as to how this could have happened. Cleopas only appears here in the Bible, so he wasn't one of the twelve, but perhaps part of a larger group. Some traditions believe that he's Joseph's brother, which would make Jesus his nephew, sort of. He was from a distance, he has from a distance seen the death of Jesus and has now left Jerusalem. Imagine that as Cleopas isn't part of that inner circle, he might not have spent a lot of face-to-face -face time with Jesus, but perhaps part of the crowd that inevitably followed him. He may not have recognised his voice so closely when he was straining to hear across the crowd. But here he is with someone else who isn't identified and they're travelling to Emmaus. Perhaps interesting that although he's travelling there, we don't actually know where Emmaus was. Now, the last person that Cleopas is expected to see in his grief is the person that he's grieving for. And so when Jesus asks what they're talking about, they're a little indignant. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. 
Now notice that he says prophet before God. He's already lost faith in a way that Jesus is God. He's just demoted him to a prophet. It continues, the chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. And then they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who is going to redeem Israel. It's also worth noting that his hope perhaps wasn't for the type of leader that Jesus was. He was going to redeem Israel, which many have interpreted as perhaps a military leader. So the group arrive at a resting place on the road to somewhere called Emmaus. And Jesus wants to carry on. <clears throat> it's dark. I imagine these weren't necessarily the safest unlit roads in the world. So Cleopas and his companion ask him to stay. In the flickering light, he breaks bread. And they know. They know who this is. They don't have to have bright lights, but it's shocking. It's amazing. It can't be, but it is. And then Jesus leaves. I was listening to a phone in program on the radio a couple of days ago. One of the callers said, isn't COVID-19 the ultimate proof that God doesn't exist? I felt like saying well, it might be the ultimate proof to you that the God you think Christians believe in doesn't exist. But as it happens, I don't believe in that God. Cleopas wasn't expecting to see Jesus, but like Thomas, had the privilege of seeing him in the flesh. Whilst we might not see Jesus in the flesh, our own experience can be very like Cleopas. Jesus unexpectedly reveals himself in people as we stumble and occasionally floor, fall along the long, long walk of our lives. They join our walk for a while, sometimes a lifetime, sometimes for just a few hours or days. Through them, Jesus reveals something more of his plan for us or helps us get back on, get back on track. It can be some time later that we realise that. You see, COVID-19 isn't the ultimate proof that God doesn't exist. It is another way in which Jesus can work through us and others to show love, compassion and healing. We're not all doctors, nurses or even essential workers. But as Christians, we should always follow Jesus' teaching from Matthew 22. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Amen. So we're now going to um, have the reading from the Psalms. And we'll have this almost as a prayer. Um, so if, um, if Pam can read that, that would be great.
Psalm 116, it's verses 1 to 4 and then verses 12 to 19. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pam. Um, and now we're going to have uh, the prayers for the local community and the wider world. And who's doing that? Somebody going to wave at me? Helen. Sorry? It's me. Oh, right. It's me. It's you. <laughs> Let us pray. It's me. <laughs> Let's pray. Hear our prayer, Creator God, for your amazing world. We ask for your healing hand to surround and cover your creation earth. We ask for your guidance and intervention in finding creative solutions to the environmental catastrophe we're faced with. Lord, bless all those in authority and all those with influence. Guide them to make the right decisions for our world. Hear our prayer, Holy Spirit. Come into our lives and fill us with a passion to fight injustice and speak out in your name. Creating us a heart to serve and love, to give and witness to our faith. We pray for all those we know who are ill currently. And we bring before you all those working in our health service and those in our front line. Just have a moment of quiet to bring those we know before you and ask humbly Holy Spirit that you touch them individually with your healing power. Hear our prayer, Lord Jesus, our friend, redeemer, Saviour, holy of holies, name above all, we praise and worship you now. Accept our prayers as we bring before you situations and people that are on our hearts and minds. We pray for an end to the coronavirus pandemic and we lift before you all those who have died and those who've lost loved ones. We pray for our country's economy, for those we know whose jobs are affected and those whose future remains uncertain. 
Be with those people, Lord, we pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your church, for our church family here and across the country and the world. Empower us, Lord, to be a witness for you in all the ways we can. Amen. Amen. Um, hopefully you've all had a chance to listen to the playlist um, that uh, I think it was Andy and Rachel. Andy and Rachel, did you choose the playlist this week? Rachel chose the playlist this week. Fantastic choices. Fantastic choices. What can I say? Um, so do have a have a listen to those um, and um, you know, stay on in your kitchen with a cup of coffee and a biscuit. Um, or otherwise, as you want. Um, we'll finish with the grace. And um, I'm, I'm going to just break all the rules and ask everybody to unmute um, so that we can have some horrible cacophony of, uh, of, uh, of sound here. Uh, oh, yes, that sounds good. Right, so who was supposed to be leading this? Andy. Excellent. Right. Well, you can lead the chaos here. Okay. Over to you. Apologies to Chris. We apologise for this, yes. Chris. Yes. Yes. You might have to, to sort of put your phone down for two seconds here. Okay then, Andy. May the grace. I've got to say that sounded like a, a special effect from the 1960s Doctor Who, but um, there we are. Okay, so um, keep healthy and. Um, Hopefully see some of you at the prayer meeting on Thursday, at treats on Thursday, um, and uh, back with you next Can I just make a